Hello and welcome to the You Know How to Live show. My name is Kate Hammer, and in just a moment, we will have Colleen Blake Miller with us. Colleen is a registered psychotherapist based out of Toronto, Canada, where she works to combine her advanced degrees in psychotherapy and divinity to embolden women to live full and healthy lives. Colleen regularly speaks at conferences and programs across North America when she is not working with her clients in one-on-one and group settings. Now, wherever you are listening or watching from, I'm so glad that you are tuned in and hanging out. I hope you are ready for my favorite combination of things, hopefully a bit of entertainment, and of course, some takeaways to improve how you work and play and do all the things you do in between. Please take a moment right now to subscribe, follow, leave a comment, or give a five-star review so that we can stay connected. And with that, let's bring in Colleen Blake-Miller. Colleen, thank you for joining me today. I'm so glad that you agreed to spend some time chatting, talking about what you do. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on, Kate. I'm so excited to have some moments that we can chat together. Yeah, absolutely. So um, just to get everybody on the same page, Colleen and I have actually known each other for a few years, which is very different from the other interviews that you're hearing from me. Uh, For many of them, it's the first time I've ever spoken with the person, but Colleen and I go back a little bit. Uh, We were introduced to each other by a mutual friend and have been able to work together on some projects. We didn't meet in person until very recently. Do you want to let the audience know? When did we meet? Yeah. So we met just this past summer. September is considered summer still, right? Like the beginning, right? Who can know? The weather is depending on where you're at. (laughs) So we were at a conference together. We sat on a panel together uh, at the Southern New England or the New England Coastal Creative Conference, right? And it was a wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, I loved the conference. I absolutely loved our panel. But most of all, I just loved hanging out with you because we have chatted over Zoom, like, I don't know, so many times over the phone, voice notes back and forth, DMs on Instagram. So it was just so wonderful to meet in person and to be like, yeah, she's she's as cool as she is uh, virtually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, we had a blast. And we also had our friend Christina Scalera yes. on stage with us. We talked yeah. about the importance of your story as mm-hmm. an entrepreneur uh, or in someone, you know, with any kind of creative pursuit that you can be in your wholeness in all of the challenges and struggles that you faced that you can be showing up as that authentic person all the way around and how to do that and how to do that really well. Mm -hmm. It was great. It was nice to be in a space with like-minded individuals who were sort of also along, you know, sort of the the entrepreneurial journey and Mm -hmm. uh, hearing that uh, some of your pain points are like common pain points. Uh, Sometimes we think, hey, am I over here in my corner of the world struggling by myself? But just hearing the, the the commonality between the stories was really impactful, very impactful. It was helpful to just normalize the struggle. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Colleen, what you're talking about is how each of us, each of the three of us, Colleen, Christina, and I, we all shared a little bit of our own stories, including the parts that we weren't necessarily the most proud of, or that aren't like the most exhilarating, but mm-hmm. to illustrate the point that it all matters and it's all an opportunity to connect with others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Colleen, you work as a registered psychotherapist. Mm-hmm. For all of us over here in the States, can you describe a little bit about what that means and what it is comparable to for the Americans? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know that I know exactly what it's comparable to. Uh, I, I, I hear... Americans using the term psychotherapy as well. So I I suspect that like myself, they have, you know, sort of the educational background where they've had some study in psychology uh, and or just psychotherapy and sort of modality, like the modalities used uh, and applied in talk therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's basically what day-to-day work looks like for me. I am sitting with individuals, with couples, uh, with families, as they're navigating challenging seasons of their life, you know, they recognize my life isn't going the way that I ideally would want it to go, or I feel like it should be going. And I, mm-hmm. I, I need support to figure out how to get on track or figure out what that track should look like or could look like. Um, So it's, it's, it's a unique um, uh, space to be in because while we are all the same in humanity, uh, you know, the paths that we kind of take to get to happiness, wholeness, healing, um, to, to find our sense of purpose and fulfill it, it's, it's unique and different. So I love, I love the work that I do and I consider it to be a a great privilege to be invited into people's stories and struggles, uh, and to be a witness to their mountaintop experiences, as well as to help them document how they navigated the valley, uh, and Mm -hmm. got through. Yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. You're saying documenting how they get through that. Can you describe a little bit about what that might look like? So, I mean, I am someone who uh, encourages folks uh, documenting, tracking their own journey. So I'm, I'm, I always give homework. I kind of begin my, my work with most clients, encouraging them if they haven't already to secure a notebook if that seems to be a barrier, I've got, you know, a bookshelf full of notebooks. <laughs> no excuses. <laughs> yeah, no excuses. Um, just because it's important to understand what's happening. Um, it's important yeah. to to understand your story. It's important to understand, like, your strengths, too. Sometimes we get so fixated on the problem mm-hmm. that we don't um, remember, hey, I actually know how to, how to navigate this. I've done this in the past. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then sometimes too, we feel like we might be in a low, but if we go back to, let's say when we first began working together yeah, um, and we compare that low you were at when you first came in versus this, there is a huge, there's, there's been a huge change. Uh, you're actually in a, in a better space. Of course, I, document uh, my client's journeys because, you know, I have a responsibility to have client notes and to keep those for, you know, the amount of time that 
my college requires, mm -hmm. but I encourage clients to do the same because we forget. We forget sometimes uh, about our strengths. We forget about the things that we've navigated in the past uh, and, and, and we fixate on, on maybe the current issue that is problematic. And then um, we feel like, okay, I'm starting from scratch. Like I'm at ground zero and that's, mm -hmm. that's never the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So you've always done work with an individual or a couple or a family unit. Mm -hmm. um, and when you started your work, was that your primary group or target or did you also offer group counseling? Um, so I always from like right out the gate, I offered individual couple and family therapy. Okay. Um, my first job, you know, in the field was I was in the, for like the, I think the job title was like ICF. It stood for individual couple and family like therapist. And, and so, um, you know, that's kind of what, what it, what it looked like group work. I did when I uh, worked for some community agencies, not a lot though, because I wasn't mm -hmm. really hired on to do the group work. I, I generally had roles where I was working sort of one-on-one -on -one with either an individual, uh, a couple, a unit, or a fam, or some kind of you know constellation of a family. And yeah. but in my private practice. And in some of the community work that I do, that's where I would lean a little bit more to the group work and, and more so in the last year since um, the pandemic. That's where I have kind of begun doing a little bit more group work. But the mm -hmm. group work that I do is actually, I guess I would put that under the coaching um, category. Uh, it's more sort of like group coaching that, that I, that I do within my, within my practice. And I'm loving exploring that world as well. Yeah. Okay. So I'm angling toward a very specific question, but first I think we would just love the clarification, um, from your definition, mm -hmm. what, what is the difference between a therapist and a coach? Okay, so that's a really good question because because many times folks wonder, do I need coaching or do I need therapy? Yeah. Um, sometimes depending on who, you know, you're listening to, or mm -hmm. you know, the therapist or the coach, you feel like I, I could I could see myself making you know some forward movement with either one, mm -hmm. and so psychotherapy or, or doing uh, psychotherapy talk therapy generally is looking, going a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. So you are going to be um, concerned and curious about the history of a person. You're going to be curious um, about, uh, you know, traumas that they may have uh, experienced. Mm -hmm. uh, there's often uh, an, a, a, an element of unpacking difficult things that they have encountered, things that have them stuck. You know, it's like, I want to move forward. I want to do these things that, you know, we've outlined that need to get done to get to this goal, but I keep kind of getting stuck. Well, what is that? What is that stuckness? And so you slow it down. Therapy often is very slow and very deep. Um, coaching, and again, I'm not an expert at coaching because I'm I'm slowly kind of uh, wading into those waters uh, more and more these days. It really is when a person 
has the clarity and the capacity, mm -hmm. the ability mentally, emotionally um, yeah. to go after those strategic steps that they know are going to land them uh, to that ideal goal. You know, in your coaching, you spend time figuring out what is that goal for personal growth or if mm -hmm. it's, you know, fitness, maybe it's like a fitness, you know, like yeah, my, all types of coaches, right? All mm -hmm. types of coaches, right? If it's a life yeah. coach, it's like, okay, I want to, you know, have my life looking like this or that. And, and there is a sense of clarity around what I'm going for. And then with your coach, you strategize the steps that you're going to take to get there. And, and as the, um, you know, the, 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 the client, you would then, I don't even know if that's the right term. I'm just using the term that I use for the client. Then you go out and you action those steps. Mm -hmm. What I have found is um, there are some coaches that I'm closely connected to. They often will refer clients to me maybe mm -hmm. after some time of doing work with them because they realize they know what to do. We've gone over this, but they keep getting stuck. They can't seem to kind of action mm -hmm. these things. There's something, there's something deeper going on and they need to sort through that mm -hmm. uh, before they can sort of come back and, and, and put their, you know, hand or head to the plow and move forward with uh, just achieving the thing that they say they want to do. Mm -hmm. So does that, does, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. What I'm hearing a lot of is time spent mm -hmm. on digging into the past mm -hmm. for the therapist versus time focused on what's going to happen in the future with the coach. Mm -hmm. Just mapping it out, strategizing. I imagine like the coach is like the guide to say, all right, this is what you say you want to do. Here yeah. are the steps. Yeah. With as a therapist, I am um I'm not telling my clients what to do. Right? I, I think that oh, you know say more on that because I think sometimes if we you know if we haven't been in therapy, we expect that we're like, come mm -hmm. on, like come fix me, like tell me what needs to happen. Mm -hmm. So debunk that for us. What happens yeah. actually? Yeah, I, I have clients ask me that all the time, Colleen, what yeah. should I do? T just tell me what to do. Yeah. And, and 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 the clients that have worked with me for some time, they know. Like, I know you're not going to tell me, Colleen, but just, can you tell me? <laughs> and, give me a and, hint. <laughs> and, and so, but here's the, here's the thing. Um, yeah. You know, I will live out the consequences of my actions. Mm -hmm. You will live out the consequences of yours. So who am I to tell you what to do? I'm not living out those consequences. And besides that, I believe that you are going to be way more committed to the solutions that are coming from within yourself mm. than the solutions that I have to offer you. Of course, I have an opinion. I've got an opinion on everything. <laughs> I have an opinion or thought about everything, but it's not my place as your therapist to even share that with you. You know, in, in certain contexts, yes, of course, you're going to, um, you know, kind of give some thoughts about things, but sure. more importantly than your therapist's opinion or views or convictions is your own 
as mm -hmm. the client and getting really clear on what that is. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of the times we are bogged down and we are immobilized because we're weighed down by the opinions and the perceived, you know, opinions of other people and, mm -hmm. and, and not having clarity on your vision, your values, your sense of purpose, uh, what you really believe is the best for you. That is, uh, very problematic and it gets in the way of forward movement. So in therapy, we get to make space, slow things down so that clients can figure that out together. And so it's a slower pace where, you know, coaching, it's like, okay, um, by the time we're done the six weeks or 12 weeks together, I mm. would have shown you my strategy, because a lot of coaches have their own kind of curriculum that they walk their clients through. It's like, mm -hmm. we're going to do bam, 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 bam. Mm -hmm. You can't really give those guarantees in therapy. You know, for some clients, you could come in and it's just like a session. It's happened before. And it's like, wow, I have, you know, had that aha moment. The light bulb is off. I have yeah. clarity. I think I know you know, like, thank you. This is what I needed. And off they go. And others, it's going to be a longer process. Um, I've had, I have clients that I see for a short period of time. I have clients that I've seen for longer uh, as well. So everybody's situation and story is different. So um, that's a little of, of my thoughts of the difference between therapy and, and coaching. Yeah. And really the experience and what mm. someone can anticipate. So Colleen, in doing this for years and years and years, mm -hmm. you must see some trends, mm -hmm. uh, some, some issues. And I'm not necessarily speaking to the most traumatic ones, yeah. but maybe even like the more mundane day-to-day -day concerns mm -hmm. that people have. Would you be willing to share some of the typical gripes that you hear mm -hmm. and what sort of advice you give? I mean, I know you're not telling people what to do, but you are giving them some homework and some ideas about how to get some traction. So mm -hmm. what are people facing right now? What are, what are some of the issues that are reoccurring that you just keep hearing? Mm -hmm. Over and over and over mm -hmm. again. Yeah, there's absolutely uh, trends. Uh, anxiety is just, it's, it's, on the incline, people are just um, expressing more and more uh, feelings of um, anxiousness, uneasiness, being unsettled, mm. being confused, being unclear, um, not really feeling sure about themselves, about where their life is going, about yeah. what the future looks like. Mm -hmm. And so the one of the modalities that I work uh, from a lot is CBT, that's cognitive behavioral therapy. So mm -hmm. I'm always very curious to understand what clients are saying to themselves about what they're going through. Um, you know, how you think about a thing mm -hmm. and the conversations you have with, your with yourself about those things yeah. is going to affect the way that you feel. Mm. And so if we want to feel better if we want to um, like genuinely um, have a, a better mental health and well-being, then we need to be um, 
a little bit more discriminating in terms of what we allow to live in our in our thoughts, mm-hmm. uh, what we allow to you know take precedence or take you know space up in our in our mind, and and my work often is helping clients pay more attention to what they're saying about their experiences. Um, what they're saying to themselves about the past, things that they have been through, what they're saying to themselves about the future mm-hmm. and helping them to um, reframe that so that it is empowering. You know, you are dwelling on empowering thoughts and, and working on really believing those uh, that, you know, our work is is heavily about, uh, you know, finding a truthful and positive thoughts that that they could be dwelling on and saying to themselves continually because yeah. in a world that is is full of a lot of negativity and um you know there's you know kind of evil that we experience in the world too right and a lot yeah. of a lot of heavy challenges so yeah that's a little of of you know the 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 trends of of what i see and what mm-hmm. what the work that i do looks like Yeah. So at some point along the way in your work, you came to some realization that it would be useful to offer another way for people to work on themselves, their mental health, their wellness, all the way around. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about that realization and then what it turned into? Mm-hmm. So, as I said, I love what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes, the talks that I give, the workshops that I, you know, create, they, um, a lot of the content comes from some of the work that I do with some of my clients. So whether it be strategies that yeah. I am walking clients through or homework that I keep finding myself repeating and giving to multiple clients, it's like, hey, this is like generally a really great practice. Um, but yeah. you know, there's only so many hours in a day. Mm-hmm. There are only so many people you can work with uh, within, you know, the week. And I, I just am so committed to encouragement, to uh, promoting um, you know, positivity, mental health and well-being and overall health mm-hmm. that I, I wanted to offer something that was meeting many of the pain points that kept coming up in, in, in different sessions with different clients. Yeah. So we, one of the things we never really, we don't talk that much about is how hard it is to, uh, to um, make friends in adulthood and oh, yeah. the pandemic was really <laughs> challenging for many people yeah. who maybe didn't have a really big social network or maybe it was the pandemic that had them coming to the reality that they didn't have uh, the kinds of social supports that they needed in order to thrive and to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And so um, out of my, my, my passion for mental health, and, and, and wellness and mm-hmm. for community and uh, a sense of togetherness. Um, I, I, I we birthed a, 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 a wellness community called My Wellness Village. 
And this is a paid membership. Uh, we do uh, three months at a time. So each quarter, actually this past year, we took a break over the summer. I think that's going to be a, uh, the way we do it moving forward because I really enjoyed having the summer off. And folks uh, bring in objectives, a goal that they are really um you know, wanting to pursue under the umbrella of just mental health, spiritual development, personal uh, development and growth. And myself, along with some other experts in those areas, we do work weekly workshops, we mm -hmm. have um, weekly check-ins, like group kind of accountability check-ins. We have um, different online platforms that we use so that we promote the community mm -hmm. and that peer accountability. And it's just an awesome space for people to keep their wellness on that front burner. Mm -hmm. um, we all have goals, but a lot of the times we get to the middle of the year or the end of the year, we realize, oh my goodness, I did say that I was going to, you know, I don't know, uh, change my patterns around eating or, or my movement, you know, the amount, or I was going to yeah. go back to school or I don't know, just some various things. We all have the goals and then, yeah. but we forget about them unless something is bringing us back to them consistently. So that's what we do in the wellness village. Mm -hmm. I love that. So for anyone who might be interested, do you set this up with a cohort or are people able to, is it rolling? Can you join any time? Mm -hmm. How does it work? Yeah. So uh, each quarter mm -hmm. I open it up and people can re-enroll, which I have a steady group of pilot um, uh, members who have been there from the very get-go. They call themselves lifers. And um, and then I, I you that. know, just, <laughs> I market it <laughs> to my community through social media. And then we have new folks that enter um, each quarter as well. So one thing I haven't done is I, which I, which I will do because we just closed the the um, like this quarter just a few days ago. Um, like I just enrolled my last person yesterday uh, for this quarter, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to have to get a wait list because I, I do, uh, I know that when it comes to having sort of an open and closed kind of a cart, when it comes to these kinds of, um, I don't know if you call them like a product, uh, offering, wanna, uh, offering, yeah, yeah <laughs> I like offering better. Um, there we go. You, you want to, I don't want to leave anybody out in the cold. If you want to be a part, I do want people to have a space where they could say, Hey, let me know the next time it's open. So usually people message me on social media and then I have my own little notebook that I go to, but I, but I want to uh, create a list that's, you know, you know, it's, it's there, people can sign up and then they can have other, you know, they can receive other kinds of um, materials and uh, content from me. Yeah. In the absolutely. meantime. Yeah. So you have actually started a series of entrepreneurial pursuits. You have your practice where mm -hmm. you work with clients one-on-one, -on -one, couples with families. You have my wellness village. And a few years ago, you also wrote a book. 
Oh my goodness. Yes. Right. 2014. Oh my goodness. Kay, you went digging. I went digging. Okay. (laughs) So it's called the life map. Yes. And it's almost a guide, right? It is. It's a guide. Look at it sitting right here in front of me. There we go. My wellness. I, I often oh, perfect. I Wait, hold that up for at least several seconds so we can oh, get a big view of perfect. perfect. Yeah, people can get it on Amazon. It's available on Amazon. Um, it's a guide for writing the blueprint for where you want your life to go. And mm-hmm. this this book was a 12-year, you know, it wasn't a 12-year process, but it took me 12 years to write the book. Um, And for anyone who has embarked on a journey like this, it was Mm self-published. You realize, okay, there's so much work that goes into like putting a book out. And then the work actually begins after you've, you've kind of published the book. Now I got to get it into the hands of folks. And um, I'm so glad you're bringing this up because I think we kind of gloss over that, you know, well, unless you're with a pub, even even if you are with a a major publisher, if if you don't have like that popularity already, like there's mm-hmm. only so much in their budget to promote you. Sure. <laughs> and after that season is over, the work is really sitting on your lap to do to kind of keep yeah. putting your your product in front of people, keep to continue building your platform. And so, I mean, I wrote this book while I was on maternity leave with my third son. That was like my project. So in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, we get a year off uh, for mat leave, and you get go Canada, right? <laughs> and you Amazing. get. I think they, they actually upped it to 18 months now. Uh, they give you 60% of your pay. That is the government. Um, you know, it's funded. Like you get money from the government for that. Sometimes with some employers, they will top you up to like 100% for that time off. Um, and so I thought I'm going to make the most that I can during this time. My husband was on board and supported me. You know, these were the days that I was out of the house at the, you know, the coffee shop working, doing my thing. Um and so since that, I mean, at the time I was on that leave from a, from a nine to five job, I had my, my private practice was my side hustle, as it were. I've been in private practice for 14 uh, plus years, but most of those years I was doing it part time. So if mm-hmm. you can imagine, okay, we've got three kids, I've got my full-time job, then I've got my um, part-time practice. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm heavily involved in my community, uh, very social. I've got a lot of things going on. You know, then, you know, baby number four. Uh, then after some time, I realized I can't juggle all these things. I'm going mm-hmm. to resign from my nine-to-five job and go full-time in my practice. Now, that requires a whole new level of um you know, energy, because I got to figure out how this whole thing will work and be sustainable. And so this book went to the complete, you know, sideline, I have it out in front of me now, because I am I'm trying to remind myself there's, there's a 
there's a there's a writer part of you, Colleen, that you need to yeah fostering and 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 kind of finding yourself back into that discipline and practice of mm. writing consistently. So I don't know. Hopefully, hearing a little bit of my story is going to encourage the person who feels a little overwhelmed by all the things that's in their heart. You know, the passions, the goals, the aspirations. It is hard to do everything at the same time. But I think if you are strategic mm -hmm. uh, and you, you know, get a good coach, okay, here's a little <laughs> plug for Kate right here, um, <laughs> that can help you to, you know, figure out systems so that you can strategically map out how you can um, give energy to the various things for the season uh, mm. that you're going to, you know, be, be doing, doing it in. So, yeah, that's, that's my, that's my book journey, a little bit of that. <laughs> yes. I love that. And I know you said we can find it on Amazon. I'll make mm -hmm. sure that there's a link in the show notes. So if you're interested in checking it out and working mm -hmm. on your blueprint, yes, then you can do so where it. you want yeah. your life to go. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Let's jump into a couple of quick segments. Mm -hmm. And we will begin with a little this or that. Okay. All right. Read a book or listen to a playlist. Listen to a playlist. Oh, I'm so tempted to tell a story right now because I'm remembering at the conference when <laughs> I stopped by your hotel room and you're playing a song and I was like, oh, this is good. What's the song? And you're like, I just heard it at the store. And then I looked it up and now I'm playing I, it. I, I, like, I, what is it? Shazammed it, man. I was like, this song must be in my playlist. I just, yeah. Music really moves me. <laughs> you love it. Yes. Okay. I had a feeling you might say playlist. Okay. Um, I am who I am. Or I am always evolving. Always evolving. Oh my goodness. I love that about life. Yeah. Yes. Go on an adventure or stay in and relax. Ugh. Ugh. The truth, stay in and relax. That's the reality <laughs> of my life right now. That's the season I'm in right now. I, I, I long to go on adventures more, but you know, mama yeah. for, you know, running her own business restful time is, is bold these days. Mm, yes. Okay. The more the merrier or more fun with fewer. The more the merrier. <laughs> yeah. I'm a party girl. <laughs> like, and like come over, let's break bread. Let's get some jokes. Like, yeah. When, when I, when my mother asked me, oh, how many guests are you expecting? She knows like, it's like, why do you even ask me? I don't know how many guests are coming. <laughs> So everyone's invited. invited. Everyone's invited. Come on. And there's good food. That's like and the ideal situation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> always more. I'm always in my mind. I always buy more because the fear is to not have enough for everyone. So everybody's always going home with a takeout container. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. More the merrier. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. Here for humor or please be serious. Here for humor, please. Bring it on. Yeah. I love to laugh. <laughs> love it. Love it. Okay. All right. The second segment we're going to do is rapid fire. So with this one, I'm going to have a question and hopefully you can provide an answer. Mm -hmm. And these all have to do with things that you like and your preferences. Okay. All right. 
And also hopefully we'll include some great takeaways for our listeners and watchers because, you know, aren't we all sort of looking for that next thing to engage in or to help mm -hmm. us with productivity? So mm -hmm. I love this part. Okay. Something you've read lately that you would recommend to others. Oh, uh, Winning the War in Your Mind by Craig Groeschel. Tell us just a little bit about it. So it's um, it's a mashup of like CBT and like faith together so Ooh. well. Uh, he tells, Craig Rochelle is a pastor. He uh, mm -hmm. is the, the pastor of the ministry behind the Bible app. Uh, the app, the Bible app that most people that have a Bible app on their phone actually use. Tracking, tracking, um, yes. It, it, it is, yeah, he's incredible. And he tells a lot of personal stories, uh, normalizing just the struggle of, you know, mindset. And I've, oh, yeah. I have probably recommended this book to every single person that has spoken to me over the past, uh, I think he, he came up with it either earlier this year, I think he published it. Yeah, it came out earlier this year, yeah. Awesome. All right, cool. I'm going to have to add that to my list. Mm -hmm. Okay, something you've watched lately that has piqued your interest. Oh, um, so I am watching. I got to look in my phone here. It's it's something with subtitles, which I never do, um, but it has piqued my interest. It uh -oh. is the king's, I think the affections of the king is what it's called. Um, yeah, it's called. The Where king. are you watching it? On Netflix. Okay, yeah. Netflix. The King's the the King's affection. It is like, yeah, it's got me hooked. What is this? Is so, this fiction? Like, what is going on? So it's a fiction, and it is. I don't even know exactly where it is, where it's based. I should probably read the the description. Um, it is about a. Uh, prince whose wife gives birth to twins um a boy mm -hmm. and a girl mm -hmm. and the king thinks that it is a threat to have the next prince um be born on the same day as a girl and ah. so he gives the command for the girl to be killed <gasps> child to be killed and so um the mother obviously is not down for that. And she tries to, well, she's, she, you know, with her, you know, maidens and whoever attends to her. her maidens. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a royal, like, you know, it's, it's the, it's yeah, I'm trying, I'm with you. Thing, right. And so, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they save the life of the little girl, you know, someone whisks her way into the woods or whatever. So then fast track, like 12 mm -hmm. or 13 years later, um, the actual prince now bumps into her somehow or, or his attendant bumps in. It's like, oh my gosh, you look exactly the same as this prince. Then they start, the prince now gets her to start switching, you know, with him. So here you come and like, pretend to be me. Oh, right. And, and I'm going to go and like explore some freedoms. Well, it ends up that, that little boy mm -hmm. gets killed because they think that it's now the girl because the secret a little bit comes out. And so now her mm -hmm. life, she is walking and pretending to be him. So it's her story of like pretending to be 
a prince pretending to be, you know, boy. So only the mother and her mother's attendants know. Yeah. It's, it's really intense and, um, it gets a little bit gory, uh, but I am, am really loving it. I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated by it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm like struggling for words right now. That's yeah, I know. Wild. It's really sad. It's really sad. It is so sad. But um, it's I'm I'm a, a bit of a romantic too. So she ends yeah. up sort of there's like a this interest in 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 a um in a young man but she is living as the prince and so Mm -hmm. i think that the the in some context he saw her as a woman because they went to do hunting it's it's a big long thing somehow (laughs) it was like sort of exposed (laughs) and he saw her and And so now it's like, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's like figuring out, like, does he actually know that she is like the girl pretending to be the, the, a boy? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's really, there's a lot of layers there. Okay. So if we're watching this, we're going to be doing some unpacking and thinking. Okay. (laughs) Noted. Sounds like a fun one. All right. A favorite thing right now for you? It could be a product, an app, a tool, just something useful that you would recommend to a friend or a colleague. So something that I'm really loving right now is um, I am trying to put more energy on um, my porch decor. Mm -hmm. So thinking Mm -hmm. about when I open my door to leave or when I come back from a run or a walk, And I walk down the street and like, that's my home. That is, that's, that's my haven. So trying to uh, kind of lean more into that. Oh my goodness. And you know, that, uh, that also reminds me of something else that I'm loving, which is reels. (laughs) Cause I did a really, uh, I did a really cute reel. My son was my videographer uh, where I did a transition from my summer decor to my fall decor. It was so much fun. It was so yes. Oh, yeah. I love that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It yes, so we'll fun. link up Colleen's Instagram handle. This is worth searching back in her reels to find. <laughs> Your son is clever. That was really cool. no, 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 no. That was all me. He was. Oh. I was. The, I was the <laughs> producer. Excuse me. I was the director. You know. Yeah. I guess so. Does that make him the producer because he was holding the camera? Either way, he was just like, sure. "What are we doing? I don't understand." He had to film you know, when it was still summer and then after, um, you know, it was after I did the fall decor Mm -hmm. and I had to wait for my mom's to bloom and I had to wait for it to be sunny outside. And yeah. So he was a little bit like, why are we doing this? But after he saw the video, he was like, oh, that was good, mom. That was good. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. So really what you're saying, it's not necessarily some specific product, but Taking a minute to check out your front porch situation. Yeah. And make it appealing and inviting for you so that when you come home, you're feeling really good about it. Actually, yeah. that's and a great when I leave, And when I leave, and when I leave, every day I send the kids off to school, it's like, oh, don't you love this? 
Kids? <laughs> yeah, my poor kids are like, yes, mom, it looks great, mom. <laughs> yes, mom, we noticed you added some more pumpkins. Yes, mom. <laughs> I need the validation. <laughs> That's so sweet. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Okay. Just two more questions for you. What is something that someone would be surprised to learn about you? Oh, that I generally always have a piece of gum in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you had to take it out before we did the interview, right? I sure did. Yeah, it's like um that's like my number one like addiction. I I I always have got people always know to ask me for gum because they know I always have some. Ooh, that's a, actually good to know. You never know in the future when that might be helpful. <laughs> yeah, but I think yeah. it's like a comfort. It's it's the only time I take it out is if I'm doing like a recording for a podcast. Um, yeah, that's about the only time that I take it out or like if I'm going to bed. <laughs> if, I'm going to bed. if I'm singing, um, I guess when I'm speaking, when I'm speaking professionally, then I will. But like I... Mm -hmm. serve on like the worship team at my church. I yeah. always have gum in my mouth. Even when I'm like <laughs> leaving, I always have gum. Because for me, it's like, this is what helps it to my mouth to stay like moist, to make sure that it's not like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's really yeah. bad. Yeah. So she's a gum chewer, guys. I'm a, a gum chewer. And people, people, people have noticed because on my stories, uh -huh. Um, I have some very, very um observant people that message me. I see that gum, Colleen. I see that gum, Colleen. I see that gum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's kind of silly. Yeah. Awesome. No, we love it. Okay. All right. Last one. Finish this sentence. You'll never see me. You will never see me wallowing. Mm. You'll never see me wallowing. I was gonna say, you'll never see me, you know being like that, that negative Nancy, mm. but there are some, sometimes when the negativity will come, mm -hmm. I acknowledge it. I note it. I vent about it. And then I just move past, right? Because, wow. you know, the solution, finding a way around it, it sits on my lap. I, I hold responsibility for that. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're not going to sulk about it we're going to figure out what uh what opportunities it presents and we're going to go about finding those solutions mm -hmm. yeah absolutely you know i've heard you say a few times at least about how important it is to keep your peace listen, can you explain that a little bit listen i believe that we have access to peace mm -hmm. It sometimes feels hard to believe when we are going through, you know, a tumultuous season of life. Yeah. But even in the midst of hard times, mm -hmm. there is the ability to have an inner peace mm -hmm. that no one can, you know, take away from you. Mm -hmm. But you've got to be committed to it. It's not a, my life is problem free. It's not a, right. I am like toxically positive all the time and not acknowledging pain right. and suffering. 
you know, because that's not healthy. It's, it's, it's knowing that I am well, and it will be well, I might not know how we're going to change this situation or fix this problem right now. Mm -hmm. But if I am to sit with myself and, you know, just be, um, you know, kind of, if I still myself, then I know that the peace is, is there. And I mean, that that comes from my faith 100%. Like I know I, I consider that that's actually a gift that God's given to us all. And I'm committed to holding on to that like nobody's business. You're not stealing that for me. Mm, keep that <laughs> peace. Yes, we keep love it. it. Keep it. Well, Colleen, thank you so much for spending the time today. It was so wonderful to talk with you. Thank you for having me, Kate. I love this. You can find a link in the show notes to connect with Colleen on Instagram and receive her videos where she shares frequent mental wellness tips. You'll also see links to visit her website. And if you'd like to pick up a copy of her book, The Life Map. Thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoyed your time with us today, please share this episode with a friend. Then subscribe, follow, leave a comment, or give a five-star review. Season one of the show will include more chats with top authors, experts, and influential personalities. We will be serving up simplified applied psychology, habit theory, and quality of life tips and tricks that you can put into action right away. Until next week, I'm Kate Hammer, and you know how to live.